Welcome back to the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and this week I'll be joined by Tom Ribera, Independence Plaza Neighborhood Association president and an area rehabber with TLC Remodeling. I met Ribera this week at the northwest corner of 11th and Prospect, where he's rehabbing two properties that have long been a sore spot for the neighborhood. He explains how he got the properties, with help from Legal Aid of Western Missouri, while also discussing the security that's needed in the area, his other rehab projects around town, his vision for the revitalization of 12th Street, how he would combat social and mental health issues that face this city, and much more. My conversation with Independence Plaza Neighborhood Association President Tom Ribera begins right now. All right, this is Paul Thompson here, essentially right at the corner of 11th and Prospect with Tom Ribera, Independence Plaza Neighborhood Association President and the rehabber of these rehabber two. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll let you say your official title. How about that? Uh, rehabber, developer. Now we just uh, we come in and get distressed properties yeah. and uh, invest money and time and try to bring them back to life for the neighborhood, revitalize the neighborhood. Sure. And you, we've just had a chance to tour two of these buildings that you're working on right now, just on the corner of 11th and Prospect. I think uh, both of them, I th- you've described what the situation was like before you came in here. Would you mind repeating some of that about just what the state of these two properties was like before you moved in and how you first became aware of them? Well, they've been actually, uh, when I got attention to, drawn to them, they were a real menace to the local community here. They were a hub for uh, prostitution, drugs, and there was some families trying to struggle, hiding out in them, trying to save enough money to get a decent place to live. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was owned by an out-of-state investor, and we reached out and tried to say that these apartments need help. And we'll, as an association, we'll help you in yeah. any way we can. But uh, they had they, didn't, they weren't interested, so we had to file a lawsuit, and we were able, we were successful, and we got the property away from them. So, with the what was the the nature of the lawsuit then? It was it's due to the city's abandoned act, mm-hmm. and, and it has to qualify on certain procedures, such as behind in taxes, and multiple violations from the city of codes, tax codes, yeah. And so it qualified. So then, with the association and legal aid's help, because. They're the ones that did all the legality. Mm-hmm. And so we pursued them, got them over here in court, and uh, they didn't bother even showing up. So they lost by default. So what, is it, what happens then? then what, what happens uh, with the, the property gets seized and the title goes over to the association. And we become the owners. So, and, the and when was this then? This was uh, approximately about two years ago. So sometime maybe 2016, 2015, yeah, 2016, that. Independence Plaza became the owner of both of these properties? Correct. And what did they look like at that point? Well, at that time, they were they were really in bad condition. A lot of litter, a lot of trash, uh, broken walls. You can imagine, you know, right. all electrical, everything, metal, stripped, pulled out. Yeah, anything um, of any value had been stripped yeah, from the building. Correct. Right. So we had to come in and clean all that up and bake the codes, first mm-hmm. thing, because that's part of the condition. You have to get at least the outside. Right. You have to bait all the code violations. We got a good grip on that. Then the next thing, the next phase was to find uh, the developer that wants to take them on. Right. And when we can sign a contract with them. And then the association would sign the property over to them. Right. But it's not one of those, uh, I got something for nothing deals because the court is also still involved and they manage the development. We, we have check 
checkpoint. To this day. Yeah. And until it's completed, you know, we, then we'll sign off uh, as far as the courts are concerned. And so in your role as a rehabber then, at, at this point, you don't personally own the buildings. No. The, the Neighborhood Association owns the buildings. Not even, no longer. Now the, now the developer owns it, and that would be Clemens Realty. Clemens Realty owns and, it, gotcha. And, and Matt Pokalock. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, tech and the owner and developer. Right. And I'm just a general now. Right. General contractor that's uh, putting this together. Right. And because he, he called me later. I wasn't going to. Originally, I thought about maybe doing it for the association. But then right. I had other things. And so I didn't want to take that much on. Right. So I found Matt. We talked this over. He liked it. I liked him. I liked the way he does business. So we went with him, mm-hmm. and then so we signed the property to him and his his company, and they're developing it. And then a few months later, it kind of got stuck. So he called and he asked me if I'd be willing to step in as a general to get mm-hmm. things moving. And when you say that you, general contractor, yeah, general for those contractor. who don't understand the right. the parlance, okay. um, so they brought you in as a general contractor to essentially take over the rehab. Right. Correct. Did you say yes right away? No, I thought about it because, you know, it's a big project and uh, it's going to take a lot of my time, you know, right. and so, but, I, but I instigated everything, you know, with the social, with the association. Right. So, you started it. Yeah. So I said, I got to see it through, you know, because they're struggling. Right. You know, and I don't want it to not succeed. And what if they have to sell it again or give it back up and it becomes a vacant again and you've got the same cycle. Same thing. Of right. You know, we're, you know, back to square one. So you started getting in here with your team as the general contractor when? Uh, approximately about uh, in July. In July? July. And at that point, had they already cleaned out the inside of the buildings, or was that something you they, had to they do? They removed all the trash. Okay. All the trash. And but as far as the demolition and all that, nothing was done. Right. So you pretty much were starting from scratch, aside from cleaning out the, right. the trash that was left over right. from the transients. Right. And, and all that out, getting knocking, exposing the brick and the plaster off, all that. Did all that once. That's when I came in, and that's what I did. So over the course of the past six to eight months, right. you've been working diligently on this project. Yes. I noticed that you had, uh, you've got, you know, maybe a half dozen people or more over in the building. Uh, what, how big is your crew in total? And uh, well, it depends on the properties. Right. You know, they determine how many people and what needs to be done. That mm-hmm. determines how many people I need and what kind of tradesmen I need. Right, right. now, I need finishers over there, painters and finishers, electricians and some plumbers, mm-hmm. tightening up everything. And then so I can move from apartment to apartment to apartment. And so and eventually out the door. Okay. And then we'll come over here and start the process from the bottom here. Because the plumbing, we already t- took care of the plumbing here and the electrical. So now here I need the tuck point. I need to put in, uh, uh, get, the wa- get everything insulated. Right. Get everything ready for coverage. And then, and then the sheet rockers will come in. And then you're just one step closer yeah. to an open house and right. getting people moved in. Correct. Do you have an idea of what kind of investment Clemens has put into this property? Yeah, I got a good idea. <laughs> Is that something you can share? <laughs> well, I really don't want to go into numbers. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, some people, else, uh, you know, you, when you come into numbers, let's say it's quite a bit of money. Right. It's significant investment. It's significant. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let it sit there for now. I appreciate that. Um so that said, I, I think we've been through 
some of the more finished units right now we're we're on the south side, south side. building where that has more work to do but it sounds like you're going to start there's going to be an open house and you're going to want to get those units on the north, north side, side rented out occupied. within the what like a couple of months no 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 sooner than that sooner the end of this month oh really we're shooting for the end of the month wow excellent and can you maybe describe again about the type of units that are over there, what kind of amenities they might have, and, and what well, kind of price point they might be looking at? Well, that's that's one thing. We wanted to not just provide a, a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment, you know, mm-hmm. just walls and couples of windows and appliances. We wanted to take it up a few notches and so give people a sense of pride. When they come home, they come home to a nice, warm, modern place. Right. And so what we're doing, we decided... We're going to keep the exposed outer wall bricks, mm-hmm. and then we'll frame all that out with uh, with and trim, and then the walls all be freshly sheetrocked and painted, and with all the amenities as far as uh, new uh, toilets, sinks, showers. You'll have new tiles. The kitchen will be tiled. You'll have and the cabinets are good. And new new appliances too. New right? appliances throughout, washer and dryer, and uh, you'll have concrete countertops to match the floors nice and, and you'll have hardwood floors throughout uh, the unit and uh, with the exception of the kitchen and the bathroom and then um, so and then you have cent- new central heating and air you have new hot waters everything is new and everything's too. electric too right yes correct we didn't want to go with gas we wanted to keep it more efficient mm-hmm. so we put uh, each unit is powered uh, double what it takes a normal house 100 we got uh-huh. 200 amps per unit running through these units and that's a little bit overkill but it's better to have more power than less power right and having your breakers pop all the time sure. to turn something on right so because everything's electric the heating the water it's all electric so. but it sounds like they'll uh each unit will be able to handle all that power without oh, too whatever. much trouble set up a little machine shop in here if you wanted to well, we're not I, I don't know that. I don't know if your neighbors next door would appreciate having that machine shop right next either. to it yeah yeah <laughs> cool and you also mentioned that you're you're planning on implementing some some pretty stringent security measures as well right correct correct and that's another thing we want to do is by bringing in and offering better quality of living we also want to offer security to go along with that because um this area has reputation, you know, not the best reputation. Sure. So in order for us to attract other people from outside to move in, we're going to have to really up our game. So these buildings come with full video surveillance uh, security 24-7, and it'll be monitored. And then in addition to that, we made a deal with the PD, Kansas City Police Department. We're putting cameras on the roofs. Because these are a three-story building overlooking the Prospect Corridor. And with a view of downtown as well, we should mention. Right. Yeah. So we'll have cameras uh, uh, scouring in the parks, the corridor, Prospect, all these things that the PD will have access to. Right, and that is, I believe, through the Watch KC program Correct. that they've implemented this year or maybe late 2017. Yeah, it, was, uh, uh, yeah, it would have been sometime in 2017, I think. And, but and yeah, everything will be here, key, locked entrance, security gates, mm-hmm. you know, roll code open and i I think i remember you saying that there will be you need a code to get in through the main gate then you need a code to get into the building and then you'll also have a code to get into your Your unit so it'll be a secure unit where i think the goal for you is to make sure that these families or working class families or people who uh are 
who benefit the community, essentially, will be living in these units and taking a sense of pride in it and having some confidence in, in, in the security of their surroundings, right? And, and, and we'll have good management as well. Sure. Are, are you going to be involved in the management side then? Uh, not, no, I'll, I'll be stepping away, but my partner, is, uh, he's, he's connected with uh, Clemens Realty, and they, they do the management. Okay. So they're, they've got an excellent reputation. Excellent. So now that you're kind of getting close to the finish line here, I know you've still got a lot of work to do, uh, especially in the building we're standing in now, but can you talk about how this process has been for you and your team and the, the work that's been put into it? Well, it's been a little bit long, and it's, and it's a lot of pressure. You know, it's frustrating. You know, you have to get things, make sure everybody shows up, gets things accomplished, get to the next phase, and that puts a lot of pressure on you to, get, to make that happen. And uh, it, but it's it's well worth it because you can see the end results. You can see it coming to life, and, and that keeps you going. Yeah. You know, so, and then plus, you know, you're not just doing it to make a buck. You're doing it to help everybody, essentially, the community, places live for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a win-win for everybody and for the association. So it's uh, it's very important that we were successful here. What kind of feedback are you getting from Clemens about the work that you've done thus far? Oh, good. Yeah, excellent. They're, they're happy. They're thrilled. You know, since we hooked up with them. My right. company my company's TLC Remodeling, mm-hmm. and we hooked up with them, and we've been pretty successful. Excellent. Now, once you get done with this project, I know you still have to uh, finish some things up and do the open house and whatnot, but where do you kind of have your, your site set after this project is concluded? Uh, Hardesty. Corner of Hardesty and Independence Avenue, right across the street from the Hardesty right, Renaissance right, right area, right below the McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, that's a real notorious area. You mean just on the south side of that McDonald's? Mm, yes. Okay. Um, is there a property that you've already purchased? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're scheduled to start Monday. What's the address down there? Or do you uh, feel comfortable saying it? Six twenty-two, I think it is. Okay, yeah. and you're going to start there Monday. Monday. Uh, what's the scope of that project like? Well, that's 22 units. Right. And we got to start. First thing we're going to do is put a new roof. And then we'll start the demo process, getting all the, the old stuff out of there. We're not going to do anything structural. Mm-hmm. Well, not like here. Right. Uh, but it's more cosmetic over there because those are single and one bedrooms. Okay. But all the kitchen cabinets, tile, all that's got to come in. And the old stuff's got to go out. What attracted you to that area? Well, that's part of that area needed. Uh, Needed some revitalization, mm-hmm. seriously. Plus, uh, you have the uh, Hardesty complex coming in, mm-hmm. Farmer's Market. They're getting ready to set that up in the next few years. Mm-hmm. So this is an ideal time to improve that area, to get in underground right there and help out. Right. And so that's a real uh, problem area for the commu- their community. I think that's lichens. And uh, that's always been a real kind of bad area. So and if you get in there and clean it up. And it helps that community. Right. And I've spent a, a decent amount of time talking with Charlie Hopper over there at the at the Renaissance, the Hardesty Renaissance Project. And I know he's very excited about some of the economic development opportunities for that right. area. So I would imagine that uh, the way things are shaping up, that'll be a pretty smart investment right. and an opportunity right. for people maybe to work work and live right across the street and, and have a, a nice nice place to, to call home at the end of the night. So Yeah, and we're looking to purchase the single families there too as well to you know, get those cleaned up, put back together. How you many know. properties do you do you manage or how many op, uh, how many properties do you do you work on simultaneously? Well right now I've got three major projects going. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to spread myself too far out because then what happens you, you can't you can't 
service it correctly. Right, the deadline or the the timelines extend for all of them, right? Yeah. Spread yourself too thin, and a lot of contractors do that. Mm -hmm. That's how you get in trouble. Hmm. And then, uh, so I've got two, three major ones. Well, this one in Hardesty will just be kicking in. Right. Coming Monday. But I'm also doing a, a mansion on the uh, Pendleton Heights area. Okay. And that's a three-story old mansion. And it's kind of like in this shape. Right. And so we're going right through it, everything, structural, everything. Cool. So, and that's going to be really nice when it's done. Uh, what what was it that attracted you to, to that property on in Pendleton Heights? Well, the, no, you have to look at your numbers first. Mm-hmm. And that's going to tell you whether you're, you're going to be interested and, and, and be able to do the job and have, make money. Mm-hmm. So you have your purchase prices, that's the bottom line. That's where you make your money is on the purchase price. Because mm-hmm. you already know what your costs are going to be, the right. labor materials and, and holding fees and all that other stuff. Right. So you got a number on that. So your number, the lower number that you can process, get that property mm-hmm. is where you're going to make your money. Okay. And I know when we were talking about me coming in and taking a tour of these properties, you kind of shared a, a pretty extensive vision for what 12th Street can be and how that might be able to <clears throat> revitalize the Northeast and, and particularly Independence Plaza. Can you talk a little bit about that vision and, and how you'd like to see things progress from here? Well, <clears throat> we've been working with some other group of investors, and, and we've been uh, toying with the idea about developing 12th Street from Benton to downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another uh, uh, entrepreneur, businessman that has a lot of property uh, on 12th Street, a lot of vacant lots. And it's prime for development because there is a lot of vacant lots. Mm -hmm. And it's a wider street. It's a newer street. Mm -hmm. So it can be built similar to the Prospect Corridor that's coming in along those lines. Multi-units, commercial, residential, and businesses. So we can get that flavor like uh, what you have down on, on 39th Street. Right. That type of thing. Sure. And then, and then to go one vision further than that, maybe get the city by that time interested. I know they're going to eventually come this way with a streetcar. Sure. And I'd much rather see it come down 12 than Independence Avenue. Interesting. And that way you can come down through here and go up to Independence and back downtown. And it's still close enough to Independence Avenue that you could get there right. uh, from that. Well, they actually can stuff. do a loop. They can come up here, go up Benton, go to the Avenue, and then back downtown. Oh, interesting. And just one big circle. Right. Instead of just flipping in one street, actually yeah. cutting over and, and taking Independence right. Avenue back. Huh. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Well, and so how, how do you see that? Or how do you see Independence Plaza progressing along with some of this development? Well, I think we're... Uh, we're going to be heavily uh, uh, involved in that because we want to be sure it's it's developed properly mm-hmm. and it's going to be going in the right direction. And the right what I mean by the right direction is to service the people mm-hmm. of the community, basically, and to bring new people in and to build up the economy so you have a stronger tax base mm-hmm. so you can provide better services. So these are the goals. And part of that, I think, is what you had mentioned to me previously about getting working families into these units selling them at market rate versus section eight and making sure that there are people who have jobs who have an investment in the community who are moving in here right correct because we need uh, like like i was telling you before a good community a strong community is a mixed community it has a flavor of just about all levels Mm -hmm. and you can't when you're in the data with just one one class 
then that community is not healthy because it either it's too wealthy and excludes others or it's too poor and nobody wants to go there. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is have a mixed environment where you have, you're, you're taking care of the, the lower income people at the same time you're taking care of the more uh, well-off people. Right. And you provide the same services for everybody so we can all share. Right. Okay? That's a good, strong community. Do you see issues with that then and and, and how the historic Northeast is situated at present? Well, I don't see any major issues that we can overcome. Right. I see a lot of work to be done. Sure. And convincing people and getting uh, people in power to uh, to hear that message and get on board. But that's all a matter of work and convincing. So we'll see how that plays out. Do you have confidence in City Hall that they'll be able to – kind of get on board and and do something substantial to make the historic northeast and uh, i guess in a more uh focused manner independence plaza kind of get them on board well with, we've with been this. always kind of like the lost stepchild over here of, of uh, downtown you know but there's new people coming in and, and just recently come in that are sharing visions here mm-hmm. and understand uh, what the needs are and i want to work with those people closely right and uh we got a new mayor coming so we'll see how that comes mm-hmm. and uh a lot of city council seats will be up so it's going to be a new uh, a new opportunity right to uh get your message out sure and i assume that you'll you'll be there on on the front lines uh with some ideas whenever that new council oh, yeah. a new mayor gets in oh there. i got a good idea how to get help people that are hanging out in liquor stores and street corners and parks and drinking and have nowhere to go and no jobs that's it you don't have to invent the wheel on that one what do you got oh they where i come from and that's up west yeah they have programs that are really successful for that See, the problem here we have, these are ordinance violations. Mm-hmm. And PD doesn't have the time or the resources to handle that because it's it's uh, beyond a small misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. And they, they're uh, priority driven. They have serious business to handle. The jails here are limited. The city only has so much to jail mm-hmm. a person. So they have to take the extreme cases. So you can't put these, and that's not a, a, a jail problem. It's a social problem. Right. For, to, to correct this, this, this behavior. So what you have to do is don't put them in jail. You've got to fix the problem. Why are they there? What, why are they alcoholics? Why are they uh, taking drugs? Why don't they have a home to go home to? Right. You've got to fix those problems. And that's the problem that is hard and nobody wants to take on. Right. See? But there's a solution to that, and it's not that difficult. And <clears throat> what they call it over there, it's kind of like farms. And you take uh, vacant areas out of surrounding city, mm-hmm. and then you, because uh, they're say they got warrants or they got violations, and then they, you put them in jail. So they're out; they can't hold them. They're out no. the next day, twenty-four hours. So you, they can go in, they get their fine re, uh, eliminated. They have to do six months to a year, whatever. But it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. Then you put them on that farm, and then you, they get off the drugs, off the alcohol. And they got clean, and they're going to get healthy. Then you put them to work, mm. assign them to job, what the city needs. So the re- the farm would be kind of like a, a rehab, and then rehab plus work. education, plus uh, 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 job training, and plus community service. And the community service, where you come in and you pick up all the trash that's all throughout the lots and cities that's abundant on the off ramps, mm. you clean all that up. You can do. Uh, Land bank can't cut the lots. You know, they don't have the manpower or the money. So you can 
do that as well. And you can charge a small fee. Mm-hmm. And that fee would pay for the city to manage and house that program. So that program becomes tax-free to the to the taxpayer. It's not a burden. Right. See, they're self-sufficient. Hmm. And you don't want any tax money. Right. See? And you can provide jobs, and then they're getting healthy. They can get an education. And then they're, 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 they're probably for the first time in their life, they're actually going to make a rational decision. Sure. And yeah. then when, you, when their time's up, you open the door, and they're trained. they got skill levels, and they have an opportunity for a whole new life. And you're not letting your addiction shot at life. Right. Not letting the addiction drive your decision making process. Yeah. And then if they blow it, well that's totally on them. Right. And so you know, you're dealing with a lost cause. But you're gonna have successes too. Right. And there you go. You clean up. That's how you deal with all this uh, stuff on the streets. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's yeah. Tom Rivera. He's got big ideas on this stuff. <laughs> city Hall, we've, we've had some city councilmen on our podcast before, so mm-hmm. hopefully some of them are still listening and uh, can implement some of these ideas. But I appreciate you taking the time today, giving me the tour of the properties, and being willing to chat a little bit about what you're doing and what your vision is for the area. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. And that does it for the latest edition of Kansas City's Northeast Newscast. Thank you once again to Tom Rivera. Independence Plaza Neighborhood Association President and Area Rehabber for joining us for this week's episode. This is your host, Paul Thompson, signing out.